I was like, I need to fart. Tom, Tom just whispered, I'm going to fart. And I thought, it's the uh, same moment you're about to start. Hello and welcome to the Life Central Youth Podcast. We are so glad to have all of you join us today. Uh, my name is Harvey and I am joined by Tom and Hannah Woodhouse. Yo. Hello. Legends. Um, and today we are going to be talking about the topic of cancelling hate culture. Um, and so I, I, uh, uh, I can't speak, but over the last few weeks, uh, we have been uh, doing the series in cruise called Love Hate. Um, and this has been all about how we love the people around us. Um, and so we wanted to do a bit of a summary of uh, the topics that we've covered over the past few weeks um, and kind of go a little bit deeper with you guys. Um, and so if you missed it, um, firstly, you shouldn't have missed it. You should join Cruise. Um, <laughs> but we are going to do a little bit of a summary. Um, and so it might have been a few weeks since you heard what we talked about. And so we're going to go around and just summarize in like 30 seconds, what we talked about. Tom, mate, I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, well, it's probably helpful seeing as it's fresh, seeing as I did it yesterday. But it depends on when, yeah, mine, when you're listening to mine this. Mine was the longest ago. Yeah. Um, so the bottom line for my, for my talk, um, it was week three, um, was let love fill in the blanks. So it was talking about like, how we like, subconsciously kind of prejudge people um, and, and, and we like build this perception of people in our heads without even realizing it based off really small actions. And so we looked at the story um, of Jesus kind of freeing the woman who was caught in adultery, um, where all these religious leaders and all these people were kind of like judging her and they wanted her to be punished for it. Um, but Jesus' response was like, yeah, but have you guys, have you guys ever done something wrong? Like if you have, you've got no authority to be kind of judging this, this, this woman. Um, and so Jesus goes full Jesus on these people um, and, and kind of sorts the situation out. Um, so yeah, that was my talk. Um, Hannah? <laughs> I didn't realise we were doing such a long recap. Um, I basically can remember the bottom line from mine, so that's good, which was choose to be known for love, not hate. Um, and I did week one of the series. Um, so a few weeks ago, so we're testing my memory now. Um, and you guys will probably remember even better than me. Uh, but my week was uh, about gossip and about um, what we choose to be known as um, based on like the words that come out of our mouths and um, and thinking about the fact that actually we, we all do it. We might just do it in in small amounts or, you know, or bigger, more serious things. And, you know, I made the joke that I'd literally kind of spoken about one of my neighbours literally <laughs> that day while I was, while I was speaking. Not anything to me, just like, just, double checked. just about his fashion choices. Um, but yeah, just that we all do it, but actually we're, we're called to, to spread love with our, with our words um, rather than, than gossip and, and spread hate. So yeah, that was my week way back in week yeah, one. Right. What was yours? Mine uh, was week two, and I am surprised at how long ago it feels like it was. Um, <laughs> I feel like Tom got lucky with that question. Um, yeah. But mine was basically, the bottom line was, how do we let love be our filter? Um, and so it's all about having awkward conversations with the people that we love and the people that we care about. Um, and so, for example, like if my girlfriend is being an absolute idiot, um, and doing some things that, that she shouldn't be. Obviously, she, she never does that because she's always right. I hope, I hope, I hope right. you listen to this, Iona. <laughs> I am Iona praying. Never do I'm anything. praying that she isn't listening right now. Um, 
like, but uh, yeah. So it for it's just an example, guys. Flipping out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if she was doing something wrong, it's how do I have that difficult conversation? Because uh, obviously, it's the most loving thing to do to be able to say, "Hey, I'm not sure that is the best thing for your future," and actually leaving it is probably not the most loving thing that we could do. Um, but how do we approach those conversations in love? Um, and all of that kind of stuff is what I was talking about. Um, and so to kick us off the podcast, first question, um, what is one thing that you hate? <sighs> I've been thinking about it. I think it's hard to like, it's hard to choose just one thing. Um, specifically today, I hate the fact that I have left it until there is zero toilet roll in our house before buying any more. So there is literally, until, until after dinner, we've got to hold it. We can't go to the toilet because I need to go and buy more toilet roll. And I hate the fact that I've left it to get to that point. Um, I also hate the fact that Tom has like ketchup with every single meal. Um, and it's required. The ketchup meal is ketchup meal. Ketchup bottle is literally out behind us because he had it for breakfast. <laughs> um, he literally has like toast and ketchup for breakfast, which I think... Can I, can I just defend myself just a little bit? Because this is a family curse in that my dad has ketchup with everything. Therefore, mm. it was imposed upon me. And now I can't break the chains of the ketchup addiction. Mm. So what do you hate? Me? Um, uh, I cannot stand, cannot stand people on Twitter that, mm. that like have like really strong opinions about my football team. <laughs> what football team would that be Tom? Oh, the Reds, Liverpool um, just because quite often I find myself getting into conversations with people and I get so triggered by stuff they say that I have to literally delete Twitter off my phone otherwise it's going to get really beefy real quick like I, I, just, I can't stand it I don't know why it just properly triggers me there does just seem to be like a hatred out there for like for success yeah like whoever's doing well like so like in formula one like lewis hamilton he's got like quite a lot of haters i think like whoever's doing well people seem to hate lewis hamilton like haters trigger me as well because their opinions are just invalid (laughs) anyway i reckon it's jealousy definitely yeah it's, it's jealousy isn't it definitely definitely what about you harvey oh um i've got a lot of things i hate uh one big one that i hate is when you get a new pair of trainers um, obviously, I don't hate getting new trainers. I love trainers. But when you get a new pair of trainers dirty, mm. drives me oh. mental. The, the new like, trainer anxiety is, is real. I feel that pain. I just can't stand it, right? And so Iona sometimes, just to annoy me, steps on my shoes. <gasps> like, acceptable. Do you know what I mean? It's absolutely ridiculous. can't stand it. Um, I, probably. I I bought Tom some um, some new white Tommy Hilfiger trainers for um, our first wedding anniversary, um, and I instructed him that they are <laughs> indoor shoes only. Um, <laughs> literally, like you can walk to the car in them. That is it. They are inside shoes. They they literally live in a box separate to my other shoes. Yeah, it's like, like you know that thing where. You, you will wear a different pair of shoes to get somewhere and then we'll put those shoes on. It's like that kind of thing. That's, that's Dan Murphy behaviour, that. Yeah, that is Dan that Murphy. Is Dan, like, with his yeah, that's not Yeah. 
but that is definitely what's happened with those shoes. Yeah, I feel that pain with the um, with the getting new shoes dirty is horrible. Yeah, it is the worst, man. Dirty trainers. But so hate is a massive thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to trainers, but a lot of other things too. Hate <laughs> is a massive thing in friendship groups, a massive thing in uh, culture and in. I don't know, like globally, it's just a big thing in different areas. Um, so one question that, that I've got written down is, what ways have you seen hate culture in your life? So maybe that could be in friendship groups. Uh, it could be in, I don't know, in school settings. It could be in, you know what I mean? Any kind of hate that we have seen um, it could be close to us in, in family and friendships. It could be further away in like wider society. Um, anyone got any thoughts I think I think going back to I know we were kind of talking about it and joking about it then in our first um in our first kind of joking question but in terms of like people who are successful so anyone who is like kind of on top of their game in their in their kind of field is often like subjected to quite a lot of hate so you know um I think we, we spoke about sportsmen and sportswomen and people like that. And then also like celebrities, I think are just so such kind of like easy targets, I think for, for hate, anyone who's kind of like in the public eye, I think can, can get hated on because they're, because they're misunderstood uh, or because, you know, they did something and everyone saw it because they're a celebrity, but they didn't mean it like that. Or, you know, and I think once it's, it's almost this, this thing that I see with specifically with, with celebrities or people that are well known is like, it feels like as soon as one person says something negative, like everyone can jump on that. And I think people think they're almost not like real people. Mm. There's almost that kind of sense of that, isn't there? I think like as well, they don't even have to do anything wrong. Mm. They just have to do something that someone disagrees with. Like, and I think, like, yeah, it's just, I, I see it all the time. And I know we, we spoke about, like, Lewis Hamilton and, and all that. But, like, Lewis Hamilton standing up, like, a lot at the moment and using his platform to talk, talk out on, about, on Black Lives Matter. about Black Lives Matter and the racism uh, issue. And, like, I'm just, like, I'm astounded sometimes when I look at social media and, and I see just how many people are just saying stuff that's just, it's not okay. And it's, like... It's like, as soon as someone becomes a celebrity, or even if it's, you're not, like, it's not a celebrity, but it's just on social media, it's like it dehumanizes them. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't see them as another human being at that point. And, and it's so easy for them to just, to say something that has huge amounts of impact on that person without even realizing about the other person as a human. And then you just see, like, their name trending on twitter don't you and you're like oh gosh what's that i think the first thought is when when like a celebrity's name is trending on twitter you're like either either they've, they've died or they've done something horrific and like or not even horrific but like everyone has kind of jumped on it and you know we've called this like cancelling hate culture and it's like that's because it comes from people like cancelling celebrities they're like oh Blah blah is cancelled. Mm. Um, it's become really it's popular, huge, hasn't it? it? Like it's been, it's become a trend that people like to, to like when something is controversial or there's like uh, like a majority of a group of people that disagree with what someone says. Like everyone just like loves like this this like almost like 
a, a witch hunt kind of culture, mm. like where they where they want to kind of just jump on the bandwagon and 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 just speak negatively over people. Mm-hmm. It's quite an unhealthy trait, and it's it's a little bit dangerous. Yeah, and suddenly, in that someone's Instagram profile is more representing who they are than actually meeting them, and suddenly we have completely wrong impressions of people as well. I think that's a huge thing in hate. I think people hate what they don't know. And I think a lot of the time people don't take the time to know somebody or to know or understand what what something or someone is actually about. And so they see a small part of who they are, a small part of what they do, and suddenly it becomes something that they hate or will hate on. I think that's huge as well. Um, Like a massive example at the moment is like politics, right? Do you know what I mean? I'd hate to be Boris Johnson right now, the amount of hate that he is getting. Um, Do you know what I mean? We might not agree with everything that he's done or everything that he says, but like, do you know what I mean? The amount of hate that that guy gets, like a lot of respect for how that he handles that. Um, Mm. Yeah. Thinking like a bit closer to home then, just throwing it out there. Do you guys think, I mean, obviously it's been a few years since any of us guys were at school now. Hmm. Like, I left in 2013, so that's seven years ago. Oh my goodness. Do you guys think it's like a similar story in schools as well, in terms of like, once someone has like maybe, maybe done something mm. or has been, or like a rumour starts or something, yeah. it's like everyone jumps on that. I, I don't know what this thing is that just attracts people. I, I took some of my talk last night so in in week three like people see momentary failures and mistakes and then they let that define their opinion of that person for the entirety of the time that they know them Mm -hmm. like there's all like some of you like listening to this can kind of think back to a time at school where there's either a rumor gone around or someone's done something that's been a little bit controversial or whatever like they're known as the person for doing that then. Like, and it's, and they cut, like, it's so difficult to shake that label that people put over you. So I definitely think it's, at least from when I was at school, I don't know how much of the reality that is now, but like. I think it it still is. And like, that might be some of the people who are listening to the podcast as well. Like how, how do you think then Tom, that like, maybe they can, how do you go back and like try and shake that or, because, like, obviously people aren't at school at the moment, but, like, how do you kind of try and get away from that if you've had, like, a label put on you at school or college? I think a lot of people's first reaction sometimes is to fight. Like, it's not, not like, physically, but it's to, to like... Could be physically. Or physically. It could end up an actual physical fight. Like, here's a great example, like, of me when I was at school. Like, uh, there was this lad in my class, I was in maths, and I had this teacher called Mr. Byes, had this funky accent. He was like one of the like everyone's favorite teacher. Um, and this this kid in this in the class like gave me like this like a sweet in class and I ate it. And then he started laughing like hysterically and like started shouting like Tom at a sweet off the floor, Tom at a sweet off the floor. And like and the teacher even joined in. And, and, and like, your heart just sinks because you know you've done something that like people are teasing. Yeah and like and, and mm. so like the teacher called me Thomas the Tramp Woodhouse. <laughs> No way. Yeah. The and, teacher. And so I got so embarrassed. And when I get embarrassed, I tend to fight back. Like it's just one of my actions. And and so 
we got out of class. It was the last lesson. And like this kid was walking by and so I barged him. And then he swung back and like, and then hit me and stuff. So like, like my point is, is that I got into a fight because like I got embarrassed and, and I had this label put over me. And, and that really wasn't the right way to react because it put me in a worse situation than I was in. So not only was I embarrassed, I then had a bloody nose because I got hit in the face. And, 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 and it just doesn't lead to the, to the right kind of solution. I guess in hindsight, the best thing to do, and I know this is so cliche and such a boring answer, is that the more you ignore it and don't give it any fuel, the more likely it is to kind of disappear. Like, because all people are doing when they, when they say things to you is, is trying, they're trying to trigger a reaction. And, and if you don't react and don't give them anything, eventually, most of the time, people do just get bored. People have got short attention spans. So eventually it will fade, but you've got to be persistent and consistent in not allowing yourself to fuel the fire. That's what I'd say. That's interesting. Yeah, that's so good, man. So... We talked a bit about like how cultures of hate can come about in friendships, how they can come about in, in kind of society. And Tom, you touched on this just there. Um, but a big question is how do we impact change in cultures of hate? So we talked a bit there about how do we do that individually? Um, but how do we do that when that becomes kind of a thing? Like I know for me in schools, it's so easy for like, for example, like bullying is a huge thing in, in schools and that, that can be carried on into cyberbullying and all sorts nowadays. Like, and that often can come from like, it starts off small, um, but then slowly spreads. But how do we, how do we kind of counter that as, as people, as individuals, but also within our groups? Um, what do you guys think? I think drawing upon um kind of the things that I spoke about back in back in week one I think a huge part of that comes from what are the words that are coming out of our mouth um because I think I think it's very much that like the words that are coming out of our mouth like impacts our thoughts and our thoughts impact like the words that are coming out of our mouths and, and that'll then have an impact on our like actions and stuff if if the words that are that are coming out of our mouth are our words words that are contributing to that so I almost think of it as like um I don't know it's almost like it's almost like the more the more that you've got of like people all heading in the same direction so like you know you know like the whole like jumping on the the bandwagon thing and, and loads of people getting on board with with like with hating on something it's almost it's almost like this safety in groups like the more people that are doing it like the less bad it feels so I think that's why we get so kind of like into gossiping and things like that because it just feels like everyone's doing it and everyone's mm. like talking about like we started off this thing with talking about what we hate and it was trivial things but it's so easy for that to turn into like things that you hate about a person or things that you hate that somebody did or things that mm. you hate about what kind of what kind of person somebody is and yeah it goes back to what you said Harvey about like um hating on differences and stuff like that and I think a lot of that starts with our words and I think like within our friendship groups and the people that were around like um even if it's in private and even if we're just privately kind of like you know saying bad things about someone that our group doesn't doesn't really like like that can be 
damaging to the way that that whole group thinks about that person. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like when a when a group kind of like get together on on hating someone and, and saying bad things about someone like that can be really mm. bad and that can lead to some really bad places because I think there's that safety in like a group yeah. and you think that you know you almost dehumanize that person that you're talking about and it can end up in a really really dark place so I would say in terms of us not being a part of that I think that starts from our words and how we speak about people in our friendship group and um and not just being the person in your friendship group that doesn't talk badly about someone but what about if you actually started to remind your friendship group like that they're a person um yeah. and mm. you know you know yeah and joke some so it's, I, it's like when is a joke too far but i think yeah. um I, I think that's something that that i had to learn quite quickly is like that there is times when you just need to shut down a conversation. I yeah. think it it can be difficult once kind of talking about people behind their back, gossiping, like all of that becomes part of a friendship group culture and suddenly it's more difficult to kind of counter what's going on. But I think that the, maybe for some of you guys listening like this, you might sometimes experience friends saying some things that, that you think uh, maybe they shouldn't be saying that like maybe that's not great um I would encourage you like it is good to counter those things I think that that when we allow something to become part of our group part of our kind of identity as a group um that's when it becomes difficult and I think it's I think it's healthy for us to shut those things down um, and not just in groups, like in relationships, like it's good to shut down things that, that aren't always healthy and um, so that it kind of saves us from the pain in the future of, of someone getting hurt or whatever. I think that's... We, we recognise that that's super hard though, um, but also like really worth it. What, what do you guys think then about like, so we've, we've touched on like how we do that with like our immediate circles and, and all that. What about like bigger scale stuff, like stuff like that's larger than than us and, and like Ooh. world stuff? Because like, mm. like I, big scale. I think like we've seen a, a real big change in the way this sort of stuff works. In that if you think like historically about people that led movements of people to change things in the world, like it all centered around this one ringleader who was like the spokesperson for that movement whereas today whenever you see something like that it's all about empowering your own influence and 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 that together with everybody like unified in one cause has a greater impact like mm -hmm. so like using your social media platforms and using your voice and what you have available to you like that's how you play your part like what what do you guys think about like the biggest stuff do you think like we how do we find our place in that that world? Oh, man. always going so deep man i don't think i can keep up that's <laughs> um, no, so good it's a really good question man. i think um that that like i think we need to take into account every moment i think we often underestimate moments um because we think that small thing doesn't impact my future. That small thing doesn't impact something two years down the line. Like we don't 
consider moments to be that important, I think. Um, and so like a lot of the time we'll dismiss things that we, we wouldn't normally if we took into consideration who we want to be, where we want to go um, and what kind of culture we want to set. And I think that, I think that if we started to take moments as actually these are important times and actually every decision that we make is part of forming who we are um, and forming the culture that we want to have. Um, and I think, I think that the, those small decisions to, to really take moments seriously, they lead to huge impacts that we, we don't always understand or realize at the time. Um, and we look back in, in years time, like often we look back and we see how far we've come and it helps us to move forward. I can't remember who was talking about that the other day, but actually it's so true when we, when we look back, that's often how we move forward. Um, and I think, yeah, we can impact the people closest to us, but also people that we never thought we would impact just by taking every moment more seriously. Um, yeah. yeah. I think, I think as well, like you mentioned social media there. And I think like using, our, we've, we've seen from all the recent events and stuff that using your like personal social media and stuff can have like huge, huge impacts and can be like be really effective and you know that's the way that kind of people kind of join together like towards something now and towards kind of like you know getting rid of social injustices and stuff like that I think I think the key for me is though is making sure that you're it's not just empty words and that your actions mm. actually reflect what you are um what you're fighting for and yeah. what you're advocating for I think um I think we can all, you know, like what we saw with, with the, the Black Lives Matter stuff, like loads of us put um, the, the black square on our social media profiles, which I think is is great. And it's good for us to, um, to make sure that, you know, the message is getting around. But also, I think, like, um, thinking about, you know, things that we care about and thinking about getting rid of, um, yeah, hate in our world, I think the most important thing is for our first and foremost for our actions to be um filled with love um and i think that's the most important thing is that you know our day-to-day -day actions are you know starting to create the world that we would want we mm. would want to see i think um, i think the social media thing is is really unique because we've never experienced like a huge mass movement of like people and what they believe in and fight for social justice in that age of social media like at least that I can kind of remember. Um, and I think it's, it's, you know, with social media, it's, it's about knowing that you have a bunch of people that you can reach that other people can't. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I think that's what's so powerful about social media and, and the way that these movements work now is that, is that the group of people that follow you on social media, like, you know, only you can reach those people only you have the power to reach those people and that's that's really powerful you know and thinking thinking about it in that way helps you to understand just how much impact you can have by using your voice through social media you know because you you sharing something could influence someone who influences someone else who influences someone else and that person that eventually yeah. becomes influenced might be really like really like key to to the to that movement and to and to the cause and everything so you know, there's this huge potential with like social media and all of that. Um, but like Hannah said, it's, it's meaningless if we don't back it up with action. Um, that would be a challenge. Yeah. Really. 
That's so good, man. And just being able to, to understand that, that God uses small things for big impacts is huge in our everyday lives. Um, yeah, yeah. Hannah, you, you spoke a little bit there about, about the idea of our actions being loving. Um, and over the whole series, we've been talking about the difference between love and hate um, and how do we love people. Well, strange question. What is love? Okay. And don't get all weird and coupley on me because I don't want to be a third wheel right now. It's just. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, when, we, when we looked at this question earlier, me and Tom both started singing like two different songs. What did you get? What is love? Baby, don't and I went, I went all Christian and went. What is love? Um, but anyway, slight segue. Um, yeah, I think I think for me, and I'm going to go a bit deeper and a bit more Christian now because we're all Christians here. But I think for me, the example of love has got to be Jesus. Um, and I think, um, yeah, if we want to see if we want to see what love is, I think that is the place to go. Um, yeah, I think you know the way that when that we that we read about and you know when we look in the bible at, at jesus life like the way that he loved people was amazing um but i think that that really backs up for me what you said in your talk harvey which is the way that jesus loved people was um was he met people where they where they are um but then also he uh he kind of like um loved them where they were um, but also loved them so much that he didn't want to leave them there and he wanted them to move to a new place. Um, and it's like, so what we've said, like, if you love someone, it doesn't mean that you have to love everything that they do. And that's what we spoke about in yours, isn't it, Harvey? That, mm. you know, we can challenge yeah. people and we can out of, love, out of that place of love. And I think Jesus is the perfect example of that. And, you know, if you, um, what's, that, what's that song that's about that? Your love's, your love's too good to leave me here yeah is that what it's called yeah well, but, yeah yeah if you haven't heard that song go and listen to it because it's really really powerful um that's a line from it your love's too good to leave yeah it. it's as you find me the song that's a great that's that to me that song mm. and that whole concept of you know jesus loving us so much that you can't leave us there is like such a good example i think i'm stealing this from from leon because he is on slack today is that sometimes we care about like the friendship more than the person like like we care about preserving the friendship so much that we are too scared to tell the person about something they've done that you don't really feel comfortable with mm -hmm. and sometimes you know it's it's about risking that that friendship not to a point where it's going to fall apart but just risking it saying hey I, this I, I saw you did this and it just made me think and uh, like I don't really feel like hugely comfortable with with that like can I talk to you about it like that sort of level of approach is I think yeah. really really healthy and then it has to come from a place of knowing that we all make mistakes yeah and I think that's what helps that person that you may be calling something out of it helps helps them to because they might feel you know like how you felt on they might feel embarrassed or they yeah. might feel like who are you to say this or you know and it's it's just figuring that out and you know just letting them know that not one of us is is perfect mm. um and yeah. just really trying to make sure that it comes from a place of love yeah definitely i think that's so good i think what kind of along the same lines i think what i've been learning is that there is a massive difference between 
love and acceptance. I think that that often we get the two confused, and I think we think that that to love somebody or um, to love people means that we kind of accept everything that they say, everything that they do, and we just kind of, you know what I mean? We love them, so we should let them do whatever. I think that love is completely different to that. I think love isn't passive it's an active thing um and actually love requires change in people and requires change in mindsets like we look at the whole racism movement that we we we're having at the moment like if we were just accepting people as a whole that would mean we would accept racist people too but actually love requires change of mindsets it requires change in society and actually what we think is normal um and actually understanding that love requires change i think i think is huge and once we realize that then we will start to have those difficult conversations with people and we will start to you know what i mean because if i want the best for somebody then i'm not just gonna let them do things that i think are ridiculous for their future um Mm -hmm. because i want the best for them i want them to live the best life that they can live um Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's a huge part. I think the best the best way for us to learn that, like Hannah said it, is that like Jesus was the best at this. <laughs> like we we get it wrong sometimes and don't always get it right. But to get better at it, we've got to look at how Jesus dealt with this. Like, and so all the stories that we've touched on in our talks. So like my one with the woman in adultery and the stories that you Harvey used and Hannah. Like they were all about how Jesus kind of like dealt with a situation to a point where he not only helped someone correct what they did wrong or, or freed them from something, but it also taught them about how not to, to do things as well and taught a group of people how not to do things. And so just looking at stories of how Jesus interacts with people, I think shows you so much about how you should be living your life and, and, and what love really yeah, is. and what love that genuinely looks like. Not just what we see on TV, not the like stereotypical, not just lovey-dovey. yeah, form of love. Like yeah, this is genuine. Like love, like is a lot more than just all these fluffy feelings. It's like it's brutal at times. Like it's it's quite like a strong emotion and 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 all of that. And I think yeah, Jesus is the best way to kind of learn about the reality of that. So good. So to, to wrap up a little bit, um, what is kind of one way that, that you guys think that, say we've got a young person listening and they're thinking, okay, I get all what you're saying like about the difference between love and hate and love being great. How, do we, how would you advise a young person to, to show love in a culture of hate, in friendships where there are hate, in groups where there is hate, in a global kind of situation as a whole where there is hate how do they show love in in all of that what would your one piece of advice be i think i think for me empathy is such an underrated trait like i think the moment you put yourself into someone's shoes on the on the receiving end of some form of hatred switches your entire perspective up like like because you then start to feel what they feel and you realize that that's not okay for you or anyone to be making someone feel like that and and so when you put yourself into someone else's shoes and you give yourself that perspective it like almost fires you up a little bit to want to change that about yourself about other people 
you know, and, and, and everything that comes with that. So my tip would be just learn how to put yourself in other people's shoes better, I think. Yeah, so good. I'd say, I'd say kind of two things back to back, which is to, to feel able to challenge act- actions that you think need to change um, and attitudes and, and stuff like that, to be able to change the, to challenge the, the physical things that you think need to change actions and attitudes and things like that. But also to accept the fact that people can change. I think we do live in a, in a culture that thinks that once someone has done one thing wrong, they're written off. And I think that's also not the way that, you know, that Jesus thinks about people and not the way that we should feel about people um that you know people can people can change the the actions they totally need cancelling out the the attitudes they need cancelling out but but not the person like the person can change that's so good yeah i love that understanding that everybody is valuable even when they don't believe things that are necessarily right or do things that are I think mine was probably um, kind of similar to your first one, Hannah, was um, kind of not being afraid to do the difficult thing. I think that sometimes the loving thing to do is the hardest thing to do. Um, And actually, it can be so much easier to get carried along in a culture of hate, to do things that our friends are doing, to, you know what I mean, get caught up in it, all of it. when reality is the hardest thing can be the thing that is most loving and, and understanding that we need to challenge. Yeah. I was trying then, mate. I was trying to convert you both. Um, yeah. Thank you. I feel so really changed. I feel blessed. That. I feel blessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Amazing guys. Thank you for, for listening. If you are listening to the podcast, we have enjoyed chatting. It's been good. Got quite deep. Oh, that's yeah. convincing. <laughs> no, it's been great. <laughs> it's definitely woken me up. I had a nap before this and I feel very awake now. Good. Feels good. Awesome. Cool. Love it. Awesome. See you soon, guys. Bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> Can we leave that bit in, please?